Anderson Cooper, that lame excuse for a journalist, and the rest of the radical leftist at CNN didn't do Joe Biden any favors the other night when they held that silly drive-in town hall love fest in Pennsylvania. The questions were so ridiculously easy that even Joe Biden could answer them. In baseball, you have batting practice where the ball is thrown so you can easily hit it. And in football, you have practices where the players don't tackle each other. CNN took that concept to a whole new level. They asked Biden questions that were so easy that they were uncomfortable. They were truly embarrassing. At old drive-in movie theaters of the past, if the picture being shown was a real stinker, customers would blow their horns instead of booing. and The horns could wake you up if you were sleeping. That event the other night was so bad that anyone within five miles of that place should have been blasted right out of their beds. It was quite a contrast to the ABC town hall with President Trump. That one was hosted by that mop-haired little assassin, George Stephanopoulos. He's the former Clinton hack who people say had a reputation as one of the most vicious political operatives who ever lived. They say his baby face hid one of the meanest men in politics with a temper to match. Today, his sweet demeanor hides a man who consistently attacks Republicans and coddles leftists and socialists, while the executives at ABC claim to run a nonpartisan network. The CNN town hall was supposed to be a warm-up for Biden to help him prepare for the first presidential debate with President Trump. It's scheduled for September 29th in Cleveland, and so far, it hasn't been called off. I have to admit, I'm a little surprised. For one thing, the moderator is Chris Wallace of Fox News. And that's very bad news for Joe Biden, who was really hoping that Chuck Todd or Rachel Maddow would host that first debate. I'd bet anything that the Biden campaign was praying for a moderator who was in the tank for Joe. And there are a lot to choose from. They'd lob a few softball questions at Biden and then turn to the president and demand that he come clean and admit that Vladimir Putin gave him orders to tell people not to wear masks so that the coronavirus would spread fast and kill as many Americans as possible. They'd do their best to convince the audience that even if Joe Biden is completely bonkers, he's still better than President Trump. If the questions in the first debate were as easy as the CNN town hall, Biden could claim victory and cancel the rest of the debates because he could say that he had nothing left to prove. I guarantee that's what would have happened. The Biden people would have said that they had nothing left to prove and would have just walked away from the rest of the debates. And Joe would disappear into his basement bunker and just wait for November 3rd. They would say that Joe Biden demonstrated that he could go toe-to-toe with President Trump and hold his own. But someone must have figured that out and decided to let a real journalist moderate that first debate. And that could be very costly for Joe Biden. Chris Wallace isn't going to ask a lot of easy questions. I don't think he knows any easy questions. He was very tough on President Trump in a recent interview, and he'll ask tough questions of both candidates in this debate. I thought it was a very good move for the president 
to be interviewed by Wallace. It gave him a chance to get a feel for the way he conducts an interview. Chris Wallace challenged the president on a number of issues, but the president held his own for the most part. Joe Biden has refused to be interviewed by Chris Wallace. That could prove to be a big mistake. For one thing, he might get flustered and confused by some of the questions Wallace might ask. And for another, if he doesn't do well in that first debate, it'll force him to show up for the rest of the debates because he'll have something to prove. And he was really hoping that he could avoid that. Biden has been interviewed a few times on other networks, but he didn't face one single tough question. Not one. The left-wing media cheerleaders know their role, and they know it was to prop Joe Biden up as much as possible and ask questions that even he could answer. They did their job well. I know that Joe Biden's handlers are probably asking him questions all the time, playing debate moderator, doing a lot of pretend debates. But will that help him? It's one thing to answer questions in the basement with no pressure, but this debate will be watched by millions of people, and he won't see any softballs. I think it'll be the most watched presidential debate ever. Joe Biden knows that if he does well in this first debate, he stands a very good chance of winning the election. And that's a lot of pressure. That's why he hasn't been out campaigning as much as he should. He's been in his basement, practicing, practicing, practicing. But practice doesn't always make perfect. If Joe Biden doesn't like the questions Chris Wallace asks, will he whine and complain? Hey, you're not supposed to ask me hard questions, Chris. Come on, man. Don't you know the rules? Don't you hate Donald Trump just like we all should? Well, maybe Chris does, but that won't stop him from being fair. That's the difference between Fox News and all of the other networks. Fox asks tough questions of everyone, Republicans and Democrats. That's why so many Democrats watch Fox News and independents, too. Both candidates know the first rule of any political debate. Don't answer the question that the moderator asks. Answer the question that helps you win the election. Unfortunately for Joe Biden, only Donald Trump can do that. Biden will have a tough enough time just trying to answer the questions asked by Wallace. Ronald Reagan was great at the tactic of quickly addressing the question that was asked, but then pivoting to get a point across that he thought was important. You have to be mentally agile to pull that off. Biden might be able to pull it off, but I doubt it. He's far more likely to start out answering the question and then pivot to something that makes no sense at all, like reciting the recipe for those chocolate cupcakes he likes so much. And Joe Biden says he wants a fact checker at the debates to point out all of the lies President Trump is sure to tell. But that isn't going to be his biggest worry. His biggest worry is that President Trump might find ways to compare the accomplishments of the Obama-Biden administration to his accomplishments as president. That would be a disaster for Biden because no one can point to a single positive thing done by Obama-Biden in eight years. No matter what question is asked, the president must answer with a comparison over and over. I'm sure that he'll talk about how Obama-Biden shipped so many American jobs to other countries and made trade deals that hurt American workers. 
and talk about how horribly weak their foreign policy was and how incomes fell for American people and income inequality became a bigger problem under their leadership and finally how their administration promoted racial division. And he also needs to talk about the riots at every opportunity because until very recently, until the polls told him otherwise, Joe Biden thought the riots were helping him. So he said nothing except to lie and say that they were mostly peaceful protests. President Trump needs to back Joe Biden into a corner on that and many other issues and put him on the defensive. He needs to needle Biden, get under his skin, and he's very good at that, so he stands a good chance at making Biden mad. And if he can do that, who knows how Joe Biden will react. I think it's safe to say that a furious Joe Biden, a righteously angry Joe Biden, a defensive Joe Biden, could say some things that would be so confusing that people from all over the world will be scratching their heads trying to figure out what he meant to say. And in countries where they have to use closed captioning to translate English into whatever language they speak, it could get really interesting. No, Joe Biden shouldn't worry about fact-checkers. He should worry about real facts. Because if the audience is interested in real facts, and if President Trump can show the facts, Joe Biden doesn't stand a chance of winning this debate or winning the election in November. And the vice presidential debate is coming up, too. And that could be interesting. It'll be held on October 7th at the University of Utah. Mike Pence can be a little low-key. And I think a lot of Democrats think that Kamala Harris is going to win this one easily. But I don't think they should be so sure. If Mike Pence gives his usual steady performance and stays on point, and he usually does, he'll be very effective. He's very likable, and he's a smart person, and he doesn't get rattled. The moderator for this debate is Susan Page. She's the Washington bureau chief for USA Today. She's got a pretty good reputation. She's known to be a straight shooter and someone who plays it right down the middle. During the Obama administration, she said that they were more threatening to press freedom than any administration in American history. She said she was really worried about what could happen if the White House continued to prevent reporters from doing their job of telling the news and telling the truth. That's quite a difference from the Trump administration, which has been the most transparent in history. If you want to know anything, anything at all, all you have to do is ask. The president will tell you anything. Just ask that old Watergate guy, Bob Woodward, or that burnout, Carl Bernstein. Yet the press thinks the guy who tells them everything is much worse than the one who hid everything from them. Think it has anything to do with ideology? Chris Wallace and Susan Page as debate moderators. This has to really piss off the left. They aren't going to have one of their stooges trying to influence the election. Too bad for them. I'm sure that Kamala Harris can't wait to debate Mike Pence. Like a lot of people, I'm sure that she underestimates him because he's so polite and he usually doesn't raise his voice. Kamala Harris has never been a shrinking violet, and her role in this election is to prosecute the case against President Trump. This debate will give her that opportunity. The media and the Democrats have been praising her in unison since she was chosen as Joe Biden's running mate. 
they've contracted a bad case of amnesia when it comes to remembering what a terrible campaign she ran for president and how much she was disliked by pretty much everyone who watched her in the debates. This debate will give the American people a chance to see firsthand why she didn't come close to winning the nomination. It'll also give everyone a chance to see and hear the woman who'll be the real president if Joe Biden is elected. She even admitted it last week, and Joe Biden didn't call her out on it. She called it the Harris-Biden administration. Now, why would she say that? Slip of the tongue? Maybe. But there is a simple way to find out. Susan Page just needs to ask one simple question. The question is, and it's for both candidates, how can you tell if someone has dementia? It's a fair question, isn't it? Watching any Joe Biden event is a tutorial on the subject. Did you know that in some medical publications, you'll see notes saying, for more examples of behaviors associated with dementia, watch any Joe Biden press conference. Now, Mike Pence could probably give a brief description of some of the symptoms, like any average person might. He could say, well, a person becomes forgetful loses his train of thought a lot, and at times gets very angry and says things like, come on, man, before saying something usually nonsensical. You can look that up, by the way. It's in a lot of medical journals. Saying come on, man, is a sure sign of dementia. Then Kamala Harris will answer the question. Dementia, a chronic or persistent disorder of the mental processes caused by brain disease or injury and marked by memory disorders, personality changes, and impaired reasoning. In the early stages of dementia, you see a decline in memory, judgment, ability to plan and carry out tasks, or you see a person who is no longer being socially appropriate. So, you can see that if Joe wins, he can sit in the Oval Office, but I'll be the real president. Remember that thing about the 25th Amendment, the one we all tried to use to cover up the coup attempt on President Trump? Well, we're going to use it to make me president. I like the 25th Amendment. Of all the amendments, it's my favorite. And I looked it up, and what she won't tell anyone is that in the last stages of dementia, you often decide to run for president. But the worst symptoms are that you actually listen to people like Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and you take their opinions seriously. Then you know you're nearing the end. Joe Biden, but especially his campaign staff, must be having nightmares about Chris Wallace being the moderator of this first debate. I'm surprised they haven't started attacking him. Maybe George Stephanopoulos can find something in his big bag of dirty political tricks that will get him to pull out. If I were George, the last thing I'd want is to have people comparing me to Chris Wallace, so he's got a motive to stop him. So this won't be batting practice for Joe Biden, and unlike football practice, there will be tackling and hitting, and the hitting will be done by the president and he'll also be throwing fastballs at Joe Biden, too. And I don't think Joe Biden can hit the fastball anymore. He needs slow pitches right down the middle of the plate, balls that any decent little eager can hit out of the park. Where, oh, where is Anderson Cooper when you need him? The thing is, when things get real, 
Joe Biden might regret not practicing for the debates by answering tough questions from people who don't like him instead of talking to the fake journalist that he's been hanging out with. They haven't done him any favors by making him think that he can stand toe-to-toe with Donald Trump and win a debate. Millions of people from all over the world will be watching, and Joe might think that schmoozing with Anderson Cooper was good debate prep. But after debating Donald Trump, he might not think so. He won't know what hit him. And that might be the best thing about memory loss. He won't remember a thing.